Flying Casuals brought to you by Patreon supporters Brent, David Bush, Jory Webb, Nate Edison, Wes Anderson, Kelly Breckner, and Andy Dugan. May the force be with you. You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Star Wars fans, welcome to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. I am your humble host, Michael Canterbury. Uh, joining me, uh, a couple of dear friends, uh, you know, uh, uh, Spock and uh, Captain Kirk. I kid- I don't know, actually. Who has bigger ears? I, I feel more Spocky. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I would be Captain Kirk. Well, there are yeah. worse captains you've, to be. You've got the yeah. charisma, Holly. Oh, oh, that's not. That's really nice. You would be a great lead. Wait, that's nope. that is a that's Vulcan a salute. Thing. Yeah, that's a Spock thing. <laughs> I know, but, but since that, I'm not Spock, I gave it back to Spock. And it, phrasing, it's hysterical <laughs> because this is a Star Wars podcast, and we opened it up with a bunch of Star Trek references. You know, we don't necessarily discriminate against where the Star Wars are taking place. Yeah, well, that's fair. In wh- the, they're, well, they're always in the stars. Yeah. I think that's pretty much confirmed. That's that canon. Inspirational. Thank you. Write that down. Do you have I got a pen and paper. We'll write that down mm-hmm. here. Uh, but folks, no, but in, in, sincerely, uh, I have here with me uh, the lovely Holly. Holly, Margin Hand, well-rested, I hope. How you feeling? I don't know about the well-rested. Well-rested, no? I don't feel well-rested. Do you need to take? Do you need to take the night off? I mean, <laughs> I, we can just cut it. And can you, you guys can... give me twenty minutes? Let me go take a power nap, and I'll be power back. Nap. Put Chewie in on your seat, and he can fill in. He would be a good candidate. I think so, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot to say. Yeah, I think that would be good. Um, uh, I also got my dear friend uh, Luke Allner. Luke, how, how's it going, buddy? Oh, doing all right. Got a little sun today. You know, yeah. out there in the, the warmer weather. Have a have a beer ready and lovely uh, mind on star wars it was a little it was a lot of sun can i, can I say that guys a lot of sun today uh, i actually got a little burnt um you know some people call me a ginger but i take offense to that oh. um it's a strawberry blonde holly and i'm not talking about my neckline now that's 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 bright more red. Like red that's very red yeah um but the hair's lightening up it's it's happening it feels like summertime make a redneck joke but i feel like we already did that in the group so that was probably one of the best conversations the groups ever had well let's talk about it for a second luke yeah i don't know if you've had a chance to be on facebook michael and i got in a debate yesterday that i said can you imagine if there was a redneck stormtrooper and i'm thinking (laughs) like a sawed off blaster like whatever i don't know that's what i think of i don't know if that would help uh, a cut off a cutoff. I feel like it would. Stormtrooper. Yeah, a cutoff armor. Yeah. Anyway, he's got a nice trucker tan going on. Yeah. Anyway, so then Michael was like, well, holy. <laughs> that was my Michael impression. It Thank was you. Good. That was pretty good. There pretty is good. a redneck stormtrooper in the deleted scenes <laughs> of The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't. The slap on the ass guy. <laughs> yeah, no, he did. I was right, right? I mean, I'm not making I think it he up. He slaps Finn on the butt, right? Uh, yeah, he does. Yeah, because he, he's like he's like congratulating him for mm-hmm. his promotion. Right? Well, so Paige found it. She found like the clip yeah. because she was like, oh, is this a real thing? What? 
was it James Franco in that scene? James, I, I thought I heard. Yeah. Look, I want to say Channing Tatum, but that sounds wild. Was it him? I feel like nothing is too wild at this point. I think there was wow. somebody. There was somebody known in that in the suit for that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The cameos in that movie were actually pretty surprising. Yeah. No, I agree. Daniel Craig yeah. was in there. Yes, uh, he made the movie. Others. Yeah. Like um, he wasn't in the deleted scenes. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. That's what I meant. Not that yes. his character in that movie really didn't make the movie. He is in the film, yes. That's right. Yes. Um, made the cut. Sorry, I'm like getting distracted because Skype is like freaking out and like Luke's face goes like huge and then it goes like small. It's all sorts of crazy. Um, so we're going to, I'm going to address that as I talk, which is multitasking and I don't know if I can do that. Okay. Um, but uh, guys, you know, I, Clone Wars is is slowly wrapping up, and um, the the latest episode w was quite emotional. Holly, I, I mean, do you agree with me there? Yeah, I, I sensed hesitation. <laughs> yeah, we can get into we'll it. Get I into don't, it. I don't feel like it was as emotional as it should have been. Ooh, I couldn't agree more. Luke, were you feeling the emotion here? In uh, what was this episode eleven? Shattered part three of the Mandalorian siege. Yeah, this was such an interesting experience. I think Holly captured it with the word just emotional. Uh, this, of all the episodes we've seen of this final arc so far, being the third of, of four, was the least, I think, revelatory. We learned, I think, the least and or we were able to kind of guess a lot about what we were going to see. But it was still probably, for me, the most emotional I, I have been. Oh. Uh, it it <laughs> Skype is he sounds like a robot. That's the Spock in him. <laughs> Phrasing also. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to probably come back to Luke. I don't know what you guys think about. I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna switch my Wi-Fi. Hold up. You know what's funny, Holly? What? In that moment, he can hear us now, but Luke had no idea that <laughs> <laughs> he was sounding like Wally and uh, uh, Johnny Five and R2-D2, kind of if they had a child, uh, Luke sounded like that sort of droid. Sorry, who's Johnny Five? Okay. Um, <laughs> well, now we have even more problems here, Luke. Um Holly is missing out on a lot of uh, pop culture, apparently. Um, Short Circuit, you never well, saw it? What? Oh, Jesus. Luke, can you please explain, if, if we have you here, can you explain Short Circuit Wait, to I, Holly for I me, couldn't please? tell if Michael was saying that I had a Short Circuit because I didn't <laughs> understand not, the reference. I'm not not saying that. <laughs> okay, I'm what? just... Is that the I'm robot... Kidding. The robot movie from the 80s? Yes. It may have been the early 90s. Let's not date early it too 90s. much, but... I mean, guys, does yeah. no one remember this great film? Oh, jeez. I've seen it maybe once. Okay. I can't, like, quote it. So oh, when Luke said goodness. robot movie from yeah. the 80s, that rang a bell, but it also probably rang, like, 15 of them because I feel like that was a very popular subject yep. in the 80s. Robots or? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, here's the thing. He looked very much like Wally. -E. He was a lot bigger Did than Wally. -E, Did he have a long arm? 
Um, he had arms, yes, but he had two tracks, the face very similar to Wally. Did part of that movie kind of <laughs> take place in like a construction zone? Um, I don't I don't remember the entire plot, but it was a great okay. it was a great movie. Um, a really big part of my childhood. It was a great movie and a big part of your childhood, but I, you don't remember I, that much. Well, about it was a it. long time ago, Holly. <laughs> I'm I'm an old man now, so but I think they made a second one, too, and that I have not seen. Was that one called Short Circuit? I think it was Short Circuit, too. Two? I think so. Uh, but it I got like yeah. an important segue about how we got here, because <laughs> the Skype cut out for a minute, and now I don't know where we are. And that's what's great, and that's what I was telling Holly, because when you were, you were, you were, we're going to come back for your thoughts, <laughs> your initial thoughts on the emotionalism of Clone Wars, but while you were t- talking, you had no idea that it was, you know, kind of, it was it was as darbled to us, and it sounded like Johnny Five and R two D two and Wally all kind of had a droid baby, and a droid, uh, a, a, yeah, a Georgie. Wow, <laughs> wow. No, no one else like that. No, okay. Uh, but so now I think we have some. I, I have a window capture now of, of Luke up since my NDI had failed me, but uh, and I think Luke's got his his Wi Fi fixed now. So Luke. How did you feel after watching this? I, I think I caught you saying this was, <laughs> I, I know, other than eating, we're yeah, eating, uh, <laughs> um, I can't remember what Johnny Five says now. He had a, he had some, 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 some taglines, but um, you, you said, I, I thought I heard you say it was one of the most emotional episodes or maybe emotional star war you'd ever seen. Yeah, I was, I was just, sitting there on my couch late at Friday night watching it and just like kind of bouncing in my seat, getting emotional as, as mm. things were picking up. And what I was trying to say earlier before the technical issues was it, it was surprising to me how emotional it was because it was the most predictable episode so far. Yeah. But it was executed so wonderfully that it still had a powerful impact. And yeah. I think one thing that really hit me was the the score and the sound effects were probably the best I've ever seen uh, in in Clone Wars. And I feel like I could watch this episode with my eyes closed yeah. and it would still be a really great experience because yeah. the, the score is incredible. I feel like the score yeah. was great. It was very eerie. Yes. It kind of had, like, I kind of felt like we were, like, suspended in time for yeah. a minute because there was so much going on in the background of that episode. But really, I kind of felt like the soundtrack made me feel like I was in Ahsoka's head. Yeah. And it was just kind of like everything was happening slow motion, even though to the viewer it really wasn't. Yeah. But the soundtrack, just, like, the synth and how, like, creepy and eerie it was, like, that was that was my favorite part about the episode. Yeah, they, they, they it allowed you to highlight the dialogue a little more too. And, and it, uh, they, they, they knew that we would be wondering, okay, when it, cause we know what's going to happen. It's just like, when is it going to happen? Because your sense of time and watching episode three, it's like, how long does Anakin go to the council and sit on that couch and, and think about things? Is that like six hours? Like how long does time pass there? We don't really know. And he gets up and, and goes and, and saves the emperor as we know, or Palpatine at the time. Um, but uh, so you're, you're just kind of, when is it going to happen? And so the music kind of had you on edge the whole mm-hmm. time. Because I'm thinking right when she's like, when she's walking, when they're walking with mom, like it could happen right now. Like it's just, then that, that sort of, you can't even call it a theme because they were really just kind of um, 
yeah, it's a score, but they were using a lot of synth and stuff. It reminded me, this is just kind of a more recent reference of mine, and I, I'll never forget the Dark Knight for it, but it was kind of that kind of like on edge, just very simple kind of music going on that allows you, it just, it makes your mind kind of race of like, what's going to happen? Something's going to happen. And it's like that the whole time. There's no real downtime uh, through any of the episodes. So that's, that's something that I remember the Dark Knight for, especially is that kind of unique um, just the music that they used to keep you on edge. You never know when the Joker's going to show up. You never know what he's going to do. And that was kind of like this, like when's Order 66 going to happen? You know the clones are going to turn. Like, is Rex going to actually turn? Uh, is he not? Or, you know, I, I, it, it's it's crazy. And I think going into it, before I even watched the episode, I saw Dave Filoni's, he's been doing these little sketches lately. And this the most recent one really affected me because it was it was a clone's helmet and just like the visor area and you saw Ahsoka in there in the distance and it's just it reminds me of some of the art I've seen at, at Celebration and there's an artist who does that kind of like in the mm -hmm. helmets of characters or in the eyes of characters moments and it was kind of like that it was amazing and you're just like I mean is that Rex looking at her is it just one of the troopers um so that kind of led me into just like, oh, my God, this is going to be heavy. And then I started thinking, oh, my God, Rex could actually turn because I didn't think he was going to. Um, so, Holly, you mentioned maybe, you know, it wasn't so emotional. Um, there's definitely some emotion there. It's not yeah. like you were just like, this is terrible. But like, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so what was it that, that really maybe didn't hit the mark? I don't know. I even was thinking about that when we were watching it the second time mm -hmm. I I don't know exactly what it is and you know maybe give me a couple more days to think about it and yeah. you know maybe I can come back to it but I just like I'm not sure exactly what it is I just felt like maybe I'm just traumatized by rebels and that's oh, taking wow. up my whole mind but yeah. I just like I don't know I feel like for how much emphasis they put on Ahsoka and these clone troopers relationships and how close they were and how yeah. respected she was. I kind of feel like I expected maybe like a deeper reaction from her when yeah. they turned on her as opposed to yeah. her just like easily shooting some of them down yeah. throughout the episode. I just, maybe that's what it was that didn't really work for me very well. Well, I can, I can tell, I definitely get that. And I, I was kind of feeling the same way. And then I was thinking, well, right when she kind of has that moment, she's like, Rex, like something's going on. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, why am I being held at blaster point right now? Yeah. You know, it's like, oh my God. Okay. That kind of takes you out of it. So you're right. You want her to have more of a moment it's just like the circumstances don't really allow for it because it's That's like he true. turns and then you have the clones on everyone, right? And I see, I was I wasn't sure if it was going to be right when she, you know, felt it that she's going to be around all the clones and surrounded like it happened, or was she going to have a moment alone and like we wanted, kind of right? And then it kind of transitions into wait, yeah. whoa, what are you guys doing? So I totally, I totally get that. I you think know, that's absolutely fair. You guys know what I think my make that moment better for me since it didn't really happen the way that I would have liked for it to have happened. A Bud Light Orange? No, oh, okay. not that. Okay. I think maybe it would be nice to see Ahsoka trying to reconcile her feelings and everything that she went through after it all oh, happens. Sounds I think like you that, want a series. 
Yeah, maybe. I think that that would be nice to kind of see her then go back and reflect on everything that happened and kind of go through that like emotional turmoil. Yeah. Because I think that's a great point. I think that you're right. Everything happened so fast. She probably didn't have time to be like, wow. Yeah. Like, this is really awful. She was more like when you're in fight or flight. Yeah. So. Well, and think about it. Like, she if we do see that, there's a lot of things happening. She senses Anakin's like in trouble. But you also have Maul on board. She even confronts Maul and says, did you do this? And he's like, I didn't do anything. But you also know that Palpatine is doing Sidious. She knows him as is doing something, and it seems to be what's causing this. And is he so powerful that, you know, he's putting thoughts in my head as to, like, Anakin's in trouble, like, tempting us to all, you know, come after him and be destroyed? Like, there's there's probably a lot she's trying to reconcile and, and figure out what is truth and, and what is what is she being misled on? But Luke, you see merit to that. Was that kind of something you were maybe looking for a little more of a moment that, that Ahsoka could have with that, that, that sense of, of, of wrong that she was feeling? Well, I'd say Holly, sit tight. If you want to stay up late tonight in like, uh, five <laughs> hours, That's right. uh, <laughs> the next episode will be available. Cause That's I true. think you're going to get more of that perspective in this next episode. Yeah. Like you were saying, fight or flight, this, this episode was more about survival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now that she's got Rex de-chipped with her, yeah. I think they're both going to be in the in the fourth episode processing what happened, what does this mean? And I think that that ship is on its way through hyperspace to Coruscant too, yeah. which I think will yeah. be really interesting to see them actually get to Coruscant and what happens when they get there. God. Uh this this fourth episode is uh, is gonna be wild. I don't know what to expect from it. Yeah. So I would say give that a little time. And I think once the arc's over, looking back, it'll all work a lot better for you, I, w- I would think. And I-, I think you see a lot of Ahsoka, like her emotion, her trauma from the experience when she talks to Maul. I think that scene in a way Ashley acted it in the the way that the character was rendered and the facial expressions when she's talking to Maul is like the most intense yeah. Ahsoka I can think I've ever yeah. seen when yeah. she... Um, is trying to re- like talk through it with him. Wait, did you do this? What's going on? What's happening? Yeah, you know, choose your words carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just some brilliant lines where Maul wants her to, I think, give her, give him one of her lightsabers when he says, you know, give me a fighting chance. Yeah. She's like, yeah. no, you're just here to cause a distraction. I'm not rooting for you. Yeah, go just cause chaos like you're good at. Absolutely. That that was powerful stuff, and I think shows like the the trouble, the trauma that she's dealing with in those moments from everything that's happening. Yeah. So lots to sort out. I mean, and, but she is a little different than everybody. She has mall to think about too. It's like Yoda. I mean, yes, Yoda was attacked. He beheaded those clone troopers and then he like runs off. But like he, she has mall here now, like mm-hmm. Obi-Wan also, you know, well, I don't know. Obi-Wan went through some crap. He fell off a <laughs> cliff. Like I, 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 that was a lot. Um, so yeah, she's, she's got Maul to think now, now that he's free and running about, like, is she going to run into him again? Like what's great about where they ended this is that you, like Luke said, you kind of had an idea where this was going. We kind of knew how things were going to fall. Now you have no idea. You have no idea where we're going. We know Rex and Ahsoka are going to go off, but they're going to split up at some point. Are we going to see that? I'm assuming we're going to see that. Um, but yeah, it's what more is she going to learn? Is she going to learn more or is Obi-Wan going to contact her? I, I don't know. He has that ability. I would, I would imagine, 
Um, so yeah, I have no idea what to expect at this point. Um, so we kind of jumped into things, but I, I just, you know, I have some notes. They've been jeopardized by a cookie, uh, that the, <laughs> the grease bled through the pages. So that's, that's kind of hard to read now at, at mm-hmm. this point. But, um, I think one of my favorite moments from this episode was, you know, Ahsoka walking into the council meeting. And we're seeing play-by-play discussion of episode three. And it's great, you know, after, what's Yoda say? Uh, uh, Grave care we must take. That's his final line, I believe, in that moment in episode three. And then we kind of, we then turn to Ahsoka. She walks into the meeting. Um, That, I felt like, was beautiful. And it did a couple things. It even highlighted Mace's kind of, snarkiness you know mm-hmm. he's very snarky to Anakin like I don't trust you it's like Jesus like I, what'd the kid do to you like and then like Ahsoka like oh this citizens aren't privy to this information it's like Jesus okay like come on dude she went through a lot of crap um so Luke what did you think of that scene I mean did it did it connect well for you there did it did it work yeah, what I really enjoyed about all episodes in this arc so far is getting those touch points, letting us know where we are relative to Revenge of the Sith. And, you know, in the first episode, it was really subtle, or not subtle, but it was a small point of, like, the battle, of course, on a starting Obi-Wan and Anakin have to go. And then we got a juicier one, I think, in the second episode with Obi-Wan touching base and saying, I'm about to be sent off to go find mm-hmm. Grievous. Uh, and then there were two, you know, huge ones in this episode the biggest one being the occurrence of order 66 that's yeah. the mm-hmm. biggest of all but but this council scene this uh talk with it with the masters there was really enjoyable for me and like you said i had to immediately like go watch that scene in revenge of the sith yeah as soon as i finished it i finished watching the episode for the first time to see like yeah it's yoda's line you know grave danger uh, and then, bam, Ahsoka walks in, but in the movie, you know, it cuts away. So yeah. it's great to kind of see, like, oh, if the if the camera just stays there for another minute and walks Ahsoka into, like, tie her her character into the the main saga even more. So I love how how tightly knit uh, those are. And you're right, you know, Mace, uh, like Anakin, is is he has trouble on like interpersonal skills a little <laughs> <Yeah>. bit. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, Yoda's much more warm and welcoming to mm-hmm. Ahsoka, and Mace is uh, really kind of ticked off that uh, you know she uses that line not as a Jedi, as as a citizen. Yeah, I thought that was great. You know, Yoda thanking her for the work she'd done for the Republic. Like, uh, we owe you a great debt. Like that was that's something no one else could do. Um, uh, Bo-Katan even says that, like, you did something none of us could. And that's that's a huge, huge uh, credit to Ahsoka, and, and, and Yoda thanks her, right? And and uh, she mentions, like Luke said, it was a duty as a citizen and not as a Jedi. But does Yoda ask her if she's, was she acting as a, a no, he, she, he does. He says acting as a Jedi or a citizen. She says, as a citizen, not a Jedi yet. I thought that was that that was very important, Holly. What what did you take from that moment? Is this are we alluding to, you know, given time and given Ahsoka being able to kind of you know understand what's going on? Maybe would she have made a return? 
I mean, I think that that's kind of what they're alluding to. Mm -hmm. And I think that she had said before she went with Bo-Katan, she even, like, made a comment about how this was going to kind of, like, set her back on the path to join back up with the Jedi Council. And she was very reluctant to, but I feel like then she had some moments where she was like, you know, maybe... I don't know if it was her thinking maybe this is what I need to do or this is, you know, my calling because I keep coming back to this path yeah. with the Jedi Council. So maybe she's at that point thinks that she's accepted the fact that she just, you know, that's what she's here to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, Luke, it's unfortunate because I feel like we have a an enlightened Ahsoka that could have really brought a better balance you know, we talk about balance all the time in Star Wars, but a better balance to the council um, and to the order itself and in its entirety. I mean, a huge missed opportunity for them. But like, what could have been? What did you think of that moment? Yeah, I like the way this episode and arc have built on the tragedy of Anakin. Yeah. Uh, you know, I put Revenge of the Sith number two and when we did the rankings for me, you know, so it's way up there in, in the, the fall of Anakin is um, a powerful story to me. And I love the way that this episode is, like I said, adding to the tragedy because of the close calls in that Jedi Council discussion scene in the movie as well. Anakin um, steps away right before Ahsoka arrives. And he's the one that she really wanted to talk to because, you know, like Rex tells her, yeah, there's a Skype call going on over there right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Anakin's there, last that I, I saw. Yeah. And so they head over. But by the time she gets there, Mace had dispatched him to go tell Palpatine, we're engaging Grievous, you know, we're about to end this war, mm-hmm. um, which is when Palpatine reveals to Anakin that he's he's a Sith, uh, which kind of sets everything in motion. And, you know, you think if all oh, of Anakin would have been there a little longer and got to talk with Ahsoka, what might have been if she warned him about the, the premonition from Maul yeah, and obviously we know that can't happen. They can't rewrite yeah. that story yeah. in this episode. Anakin's going to turn. Anakin's be going to going to become Vader. We know that's going to happen. But for me, there is power and um, you know power in that story to make it even more tragic because of the relationship that Ahsoka and Anakin have. Like I think we talked a little bit of last week. You feel like she's the one person other you know than Padme and Obi-Wan who kind of try to reach Anakin and keep him from the dark that maybe could have yeah uh, so that's to me why it is meaningful to see it even though it's one of those moments again people more cynical might like scoff at but yeah I I really enjoyed it yeah and that, well, a great transition because I, I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to ask Holly she'd read a little something before we got started about that moment because um you know yoda sticks around after everyone leaves i thought that was freaking i like that i love that like you try you know that something you you know need to uh, me to relay to the general skywalker now like i'll let him know when i see him once again it's just like still thinks there's time you know still thinks they're going to be reunited and she's going to have that moment I, i thought that was pretty crazy but um they they end their conversation and, and Rex says you you didn't tell them about General Skywalker. Wow, wow, Ahsoka, had she said something to the council in that moment, 
hey, Maul told me this about the Sidious. Would they have taken her seriously? Would it have changed anything? I tend to think, I mean, you listen to Mace talk about Anakin. Right, I'll trust you. And then he says, if what you've told me is, you know, Anakin goes to them himself and says, he's a Sith Lord. Like, okay, well, if, if what you say is true, you know, then I'll you'll learn my trust. It's like, what? This is the chosen one telling you we have a Sith Lord amongst us. So I don't know if her saying anything would have done any good. Holly, you read a little something from an anonymous individual. I don't even know if we know their name, but we won't name them. Um, no one that we know. Was it an article yeah, or just? Was, I think it was just an article that I read online from. I don't know. Uh, you know, you um, know Star Wars. Oh God, no Sith plots around us. Anyway, um, some so- social justice warrior site about yes. Star Wars. It, probably. No, it wasn't. No, not that. Okay, it was cool, just cool, an cool. opinion article that somebody wrote about the episode. Gotcha. Um, I can link it in the group or something later, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Whoever wrote the article was just saying how they thought that um, Ahsoka had the chance to tell the council and that she could have changed Anakin's fate. Oh, that's that's a bold <laughs> statement. I'm sorry. I know this is all fiction, folks. That's a bold statement. Yeah, I I think that I kind of wish that I don't know. Okay, so I'm super conflicted Get on it this off your because chest. I think. Come on. I can see it going two different ways. I think that it's that Ahsoka could have told them, and I think that Yoda would have taken it seriously. I think that he would have believed her, but yeah. I don't think that anybody else would have because I think that I don't think it's Ahsoka not being credible. I think it's Darth Maul not being credible. Yeah. So I think that they would be like, "Look at who told you this information." Of course, yeah. he's going to say something like that. Like, yeah. we're not going to take it seriously. And then later, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. They're going to wish yeah. that they had. But I also think that Anakin was on this path, and I don't actually know if I believe that he could have changed the course that he was on. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like at this point, I mean, he's so caught up in all of his personal issues and the things that are going on, and then just the feelings of you know, anger and some betrayal that are happening. And I just feel like at that point, if she had told them then, I don't think that it would have been something that could have changed him. Maybe if she had told them earlier, there would have still been time. But I think at this point in time, I don't think that it would have made a difference. Well, you're absolutely, it's, it's, it's a matter of timing, right? Because I agree. It feels like Anakin has gone too far, but if you recall, him going and talking to the Chancellor, the Chancellor reveals himself as a Sith Lord. He pulls his lightsaber. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to report you to the Council. Like, he has a moment where I've, that's what he should have done, and he did. It was the Council and the way they handled the situation. Just saw, it, 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 everything the Palpatine was saying in that moment became true to him. You're right. They don't trust me. Something else is going on here. Even Obi-Wan's been very secretive about it. They're not, they're, they're not allowing me to actually, I'm a master, but I'm not on the council. That's never been done. So there's so many things coming at him, and Palpatine's just feeding it to him, and it's all kind of coming true in his eyes. So you're right. I think that he's down a path that would be very difficult to turn from, but it's also a matter of timing. And I love what you said about maybe just Yoda in that moment 
having that conversation with Ahsoka, maybe it would have been handled a little differently. Luke, am I wrong? It feels like sometimes in these council meetings that Mace has a very large opinion and it tends to be the one that we often go with. I mean, would that conversation have been any different without, you know, the rest of the council present? Well, yeah, when you talk about the weight that Mace has, I think the way it's depicted through the prequels, it's like Mace and Yoda are the the top two. Yeah. So he, he does carry a lot of weight and, and makes a lot of decisions. I think part of this is just a basic logistical issue of yeah. the, the council and the masters are so scattered. When you think of that scene, yeah. Kiati Mundi's off on um, whatever planet. I can't remember all the planets they're on. He's off there. Yoda's on Kashyyyk at that time. Yep. Uh, Ala Sakura is on whatever planet. And uh, Mace is there on Coruscant with a couple of the masters that he takes to go confront Palpatine. Yeah. But they die. Uh, so Mace is one of the most powerful Jedi to be in with. He's one of the only like big masters left on Coruscant at the time. Yeah. Uh, and think about the moment Anakin turns. He doesn't turn in the scene that you keep referencing, Mike, when yeah. when City Palpatine reveals himself exactly. to Anakin. Anakin leaves and goes yeah. and tells the council. Anakin wants the council to um, apprehend him, yep. potentially like put him on trial, whatever yep. would happen. And Anakin is okay with that outcome yeah. because Palpatine's still alive. Yep. And I imagine he envisions visiting Palpatine in jail and getting the secrets about keeping the ones you love alive. Absolutely. It's only at the moment that Mace is about to kill Palpatine and yeah. he fears losing the knowledge that Palpatine says he'll share with Anakin about keeping those you love alive. Yeah. Keeping Padme alive specifically. That's when he turns. It's the, the moment of losing that information, that knowledge that causes his turn. So it, it seems kind of unavoidable that it gets to the point where Palpatine's in that danger. Like what does, what would they do differently if they received this warning and took it seriously? Yeah. They may still didn't have, didn't plan to have him there when they confronted Palpatine either way. He went on his own after being told to stay away. Yeah. So again, like, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to imagine a different, a different way the other Jedi would have acted. Even with the information. Yeah, and it's it's something. It's what's because we're not we're right now in this very moment. We're not even talking about Clone Wars. We're talking about Anakin <laughs> confronting Palpatine, and then the rest of the council is showing up and getting owned. But and it's all important. It for is this moment in the Clone well, Wars. Well, and that's what I'm saying. It's like Star Wars fans prior to Clone Wars took that moment and have already and always been saying, "What if." What if they would have taken Anakin with them? And as a group, contain the Emperor. Anakin's powerful. You'll need me, he said. Or wait, he may have told Kenobi that. Yeah, I think he told Kenobi that. But if he had been there, things could have been different. I believe there's even a episode three video game where there can be an alternate ending of Anakin destroying Palpatine. Like, it is something Star Wars fans have been doing for a very long time. What could have been? And now... It just becomes that much more complicated when you take Ahsoka and the weight, you know, that she carries and the relationship that she has with Anakin. Had she reached out to him, had she been able to reach out to him, would it have made a difference? I, I, I think about him and, and Obi-Wan, you know, when, when they're facing each other 
uh, yeah, Anakin's done a lot of crappy things now, and but Obi Wan couldn't even change him. And I mean, Padme couldn't change him. Padme either. couldn't. And change I him. think that that's the bigger thing. Yes, his relationship with Ahsoka, I mean, is so powerful, and yep. they mean so much to each other. And I understand that this is a little bit earlier than that moment that he has with Padme. Yeah. Anyway, so, I mean, really a lot happened. So I guess you could say still a matter of timing if Ahsoka yeah. had gotten to reach out to him in this moment. Yeah. But I, I just feel like if Padme couldn't even turn him, yeah. and that is the person who he said he couldn't live without, Yeah. I don't know how much Ahsoka could get through to him at that point. Yeah, I mean, it's... You're absolutely right. I mean, even those he was closest to, they couldn't do it. And and, but it is ultimately, it's a matter of timing. It's a big what if, and that's just, it's crazy. Now I could have used. I'll say this in that moment, um, I could have used a little more of what was happening. They used direct audio from Episode Three um, in that confrontation, right? But. Um, I could have used a little more of uh, maybe Order 66. I get we've seen it. We've seen it play out in Episode 3, but I kind of would like to have seen a little more just just snapshots of, in time. Luke, is that did you need more in that moment, or, or are you just content with what we got in the movie, and that's fine, or do you think it could have added a little more weight to everything that was happening? No, I, I really am happy they didn't do that. I, I love that scene in the in revenge of the sith it it gives me the chills every time yeah watching the different jedi fall i think it is really well done in the film so i i'm very happy they didn't kind of mess with that didn't touch it anymore yeah. kind of leave that be yeah it's thing that is already there and we're just seeing ahsoka and maul both feel feel yeah. it through the force that yeah. has happened yeah. and just see what their perspective is and what their experience is. So I really like the use of the audio from Revenge of the Sith, like you were talking about, yeah. when you hear um, you hear Anakin tell Mace, like, not to kill him, this isn't the Jedi way, when, you know, not to kill Palpatine, and you hear eventually Palpatine, unlimited power, oh. which is just uh, such yeah. a fun, uh, quotable line from Revenge of the Sith that, you know, people joke about all the time. I have a good friend who loves to, to joke about that particular oh. line. Uh, so... <laughs> I really enjoyed that part of it, but I'm I'm kind of happy they didn't do didn't do more than that. I think it was it was powerful use of the audio, and then to watch Ahsoka's reaction and to f have her feel it through the Force. Definitely, what's happening, and uh, I really you know the moment right after that where she gets confronted by Rex after he gets Order sixty six, mm. uh, it was amazing how well done this is in, in animation. Yeah, you know, put it up next to any like live action scene. I think to see Rex have enough of a connection to Ahsoka and, and be able to kind of fight through his programming. Yeah. And he's shaking and, and, and tear running down his face as he's trying not to kill Ahsoka, as he tries to kill Ahsoka at the same mm. time, but give her enough information to uh, do something about what's going on. So, sorry, I'm going on for a minute, but I have to say, Earlier today, I was I was cooking and doing some dishes and stuff. I was in the kitchen for a while, so I put on uh, the Fives arc yeah. that we talked about last week, that is referenced so directly in this episode yeah. about how they discover the chips and how Rex knows to tell her find Fives. Yeah, uh, and it's a it's it's a really great arc, four episode arc. I was able to watch it all as I was cooking and cleaning our cleaning dishes on my phone. It was a uh, 
I harken back to my old Clone Wars day, watching them on my phone all the time. <laughs> mm. uh, and so it was great to see that that sort of payoff from that earlier arc in this episode. Uh, so that that whole sequence, uh, the way she fought off all the clones, and yeah. spinning in a circle for a while before she kind of got out of there, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything about that. No, that the that moment does a couple of things, right? It allows us to see Rex battling, like like Luke said, his programming, and you're seeing glimpses of himself coming through the programming. And just relaying a message of some sort, which doesn't make a lot of sense to her. But <clears throat> I kind of wondered, like, how is Ahsoka going to... She has to probably somewhat quickly figure out what the hell happens if Rex is jeopardized. If he's not, then maybe he can explain something, some of the experiences he had in the past. But it's so great in that it allows us to see him grappling with that. And in my opinion, maybe the forces at play a little bit as well. And that, and that bond that they have, um, that's just my opinion. But uh, overcoming the programming, but also allowing Ahsoka to kind of get up to speed. And um, which when she goes through his file, we're going to talk about that probably another time. Because there's some stuff in there. It it feels like I, I give a shout out to Scotty. He could be on to something uh, with it being an, an older Republic or high Republic era references. We'll see if it means something later. I don't know, but yeah, it totally makes sense that they wouldn't, they wouldn't highlight order 66 too much because it is more so supposed to be Anakin's or Ahsoka's moment of kind of not mourning Anakin, but feeling, you know, something is wrong with him. Um, Yoda senses the entire, you know, not to counsel the whole order just coming down and it just really is, is troubling to him. So I feel like that Luke makes a great point. I could kind of take away from that. And you're right. It's probably best that they didn't really dig into that too much, but Maul is also just like, what is happening? Right. He's in this, uh, this relic of a chamber, which I, I love the Bo-Katan, you know, says you know we there was a time where we had to we had to apprehend crazy jedi like yourself um thought that was awesome hearkening back to their the war with the mandos and the jedi i thought that was great but you know the the troopers show up to maul and it looks like they're going to execute him i guess that was in the order i don't know did 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 palpatine get wind that maul's been captured i would assume they would inform the chancellor that the rogue sith lord maul has been captured i'm sure they did so what did he put an order in there as well and say get rid of that guy that's actually sorry no i just have to say in that moment when that happened mm -hmm. i think that michael you and i kind of oh, discussed it as the episode was progressing yeah i was like well i think i guess if they're going into the room where he's being held captive, they're just going to let him go because earlier when the order was executed, it was said mm -hmm. just the Jedi leadership yeah. because they are traitors. Yeah. And then they go in and it just, it surprised me that they very clearly looked Ooh. like they were going to go in to execute Maul yeah. because that had, you're right. That had to be his own specific yeah. instruction. Maybe Palpatine himself sent those shock troopers or whatever they are Which into there. I yeah. guess it would make sense because Palpatine wants to eliminate anybody who would be a threat. To oh, he's his. a threat. Absolutely. So, Especially if Ahsoka and him team up and come at him. I'm just surprised you know? that we didn't hear that part of the order because I feel yeah. like 
maybe that's something that we should have known, but yeah, no, it didn't tell us too much more other than, you know, Jedi leaders are to be executed for treason and any trooper that doesn't, you'll also be executed for treason. Um, so thought we might learn a little more there, but, um, definitely did not, uh, looking at my cookie grease notes. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're taking it back to, to Coruscant. A part of me wants to see Maul be taken back to Coruscant in that, um, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal contraptment <laughs> that he's in, you know? Like, I kind of wanted to see that, right? <laughs> Palpatine on, on his throne, and there's troopers everywhere, and he's being escorted up. I think that would be amazing. But we've kind of already seen that with with Maul and Palpatine. But Holly's like, no, let him escape. I love Maul now. <laughs> um, well, we, we called out, you know, this this moment last week. We, we yeah. predicted it in our conversation yep. that, we thought Maul and Ahsoka would both be on the same side of, of Order 66 and yeah. to somewhat potentially work together to survive it. And they do enough that that prediction was true, but not yeah. not so much in the way you might think, which yeah, I thought absolutely. was was really clever uh, You know, to see just the, the – like I talked about earlier, it's just the disdain she had for Maul in that moment, but she knew he was a tool she could wield. She knew he was – this blunt force object that would help her. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if you want to talk about that hallway scene right now. Uh, it was like the, uh, the animation team saying like, Oh, Lucasfilm, uh, live action. Yeah. We see your, we see your rogue one hallway yeah. scene and, yep. you know, raise you this. <laughs> yeah. It was, I think something to rival, uh, Vader's rogue one hallway uh -huh. scene. And he, and he had no lightsaber. He walks into those blasters, kind of dodging them, and then is wielding pieces of metal to block blaster bolts. Like cut. a shield. It was amazing. What a badass. He, he, and that's the thing. Like, people think about, you know, Maul and, and the short confrontation with Obi-Wan and, and even the confrontation on uh, Naboo, and he's powerful. And even more so in time, like, in between where we're seeing him now and when we last saw him in the Clone Wars, he's learned a lot. He, he's honed in his skills. He's he's ruthless, and that that that's that moment showed how ruthless he is. Like Ahsoka's doing everything she can to like direct blaster bolts away from the clones. He's cutting three heads off at a time that with was, a piece of metal. That was dark. It was let insane. me just let yeah. me just say that that was unexpected. I mean, mm -hmm. when she tells Maul to go yeah. cause mischief because that's what he's good at, he this did it. Is, yeah, this is not what I expected him to be doing. I did not expect him to literally be yeah. decapitating people. Absolutely. That yeah. was surprising to me. I don't know if anybody else felt that way, but no, it was I mean, you kind of thought he would do some things, but I mean, that was <laughs> not that dark. Yeah, no, that was that was that was great. I can only imagine what the troopers are saying. Like, what the, you know, what are we, what are we, what are we supposed to do with these people? Like, what, what are we gonna do? We're gonna still fly, fly to Coruscant. They're gonna be a threat there to the Emperor. Like, are we gonna derail somewhere else? I don't know. But there's a moment too, even before they kind of, he kind of goes on that spree, um, and he says, he, she says, the clones turned on me, and he just, I don't know if he was like on his knees or whatever, and he starts laughing. Oh, that's how he did it. They said brilliant. Brilliant. The admiration he has for him. He despises him and he wants to destroy him, but he admires his planning. It's almost like, like, you know, Maul has just sought revenge and, you know, at last we'll reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last we'll have revenge. But it's like Palpatine is playing the long game. Okay. You were a pawn in his game and he now knows that. And it's almost as he's, 
actually appreciating him as a master more so now than he did before. It's amazing. He hates him. He wants to take his throne, but he admires him and he's learned from him. And that's how he's kind of built his way up. So it's, it's, it's more of the, the evolution of Darth Maul. I freaking love it. Um, but yeah, and then he goes and, and wrecks some stuff, but, um, some other things like uh, these are kind of just moments that I had kind of, we kind of passed over a little bit. That I just kind of wrote down on my grease paper. Um, <laughs> But Rex and, and, and Ahsoka having a moment, um, it was it was kind of highlights I think from the trailer we saw where she's talking about I've been a, I've been a, a soldier my entire Jedi career, and Rex is like so have I, and a lot of us don't agree with what's going on. Um, maybe these clones weren't as you know as as, as scripted as they all thought they were going to be, and, and 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 dedicated as they all thought they were going to be. But I thought that was a really great moment. I was wondering when that moment was really going to come we'd seen it in kind of the earlier episodes but um they just have so much in common and i freaking love it i just want to highlight that moment but yeah michael i would say i'll say this over and over again to see the stuff that you you see in this show on what could be called a cartoon yeah you really want to be yeah you know that simplistic about it the the powerful emotions and conversations that are had that conversation is so serious yeah. and really beautiful about yeah. how yeah ahsoka has only been a soldier since she's been really active yeah as a jedi out there in the world and and rex grappling with the fact that so much pain has been caused by the war so much destruction yeah and many people wish it would have never happened that's basically wishing Rex's existence away. Yeah. Like he says, I wouldn't be here if, if not for this war. Mm-hmm. You know, that that is heavy stuff to see in yeah. a quote-unquote cartoon. Yeah. And just a really something for you to chew on and, and think over those powerful sentiments that we could put into our own world. I, I thought yeah. of, um, to like take a trip down uh, history lane, you think about people who grew up like were young kids during World War One. Yeah. And like in, in Europe, the, the end of World War One and the beginning of World War Two are barely twenty years apart. So imagine being a kid like growing up young, experiencing World War One in your society, mm-hmm. not on the front, but from all the effects that it has in, in knowing people who don't come back. And then to come of age as an adult and be thrown back into that whole situation on an even like higher scale to a certain degree that that's somewhat of what like ahsoka and rex are dealing with with their their whole existence being this this warring period that is it's heavy stuff that we can find parallels to in our own reality uh and the the power in those sentiments just hit me absolutely yeah. the 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 uh... go ahead go ahead Ali. i was just gonna say i love what Luke said because mm-hmm. I do think that was a really powerful moment and I do agree that you can kind of take it because if you think of this as being a TV show for children yeah and then what are we doing here well <laughs> well <laughs> you know but I I think you know sometimes these concepts are really hard for even adults to kind of wrap their heads around yeah and I think that it's even more scary and challenging as a child to do that so to have these inspiring characters that children really adore and look up to and then 
see these characters kind of, you know, try to appreciate the small things yeah. in these really hard times, I think is a very powerful and inspirational message for children. And I think, I know, I mean, you're right. What are we doing here? I just, I mean, yeah. there's something for everyone, but there I think is. that that's such a great, powerful moment, even for children who are watching it. It is. I mean, and she says like, it was, it was worth it because we got you. Like, it is a powerful message for kids who, you know, find themselves in a crappy situation for a lot of their lives. Like, it shows, you know, forming bonds with, with you know, those around you and that those you trust and those that uh, ha have done right by you and stuck by your side through all those tough times, even though you may disagree with what's going on, like the clones apparently have, and like she obviously has, like, that's okay. And there's going to be people that are going to support you through that, no matter what's going on around you. And that's, it's okay to, to be vulnerable enough, even in a war, to have that moment and have that connection, because that's what's going to get you through. And that's exactly what we see. You know, I mentioned it was the force kind of coming at play, not like the the mystical force, you know, intervening and then deactivate his chip. No, it's 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 bringing those two people together in that moment and taking their entire history in this crappy situation, and that overcomes all. It even overcomes Plagueis. Plagueis. Should I just say Darth Plagueis? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> when, when are we? Palpatine. Um, it overcomes, you know, this this Sith Lord who's kind of overseen everything and, and has been the the master and, and of all these puppets. And and but that friendship overcame that entire plan. Imagine how different things could have been if they wouldn't have had that connection. Rex would have assassinated her there on site. You know, we don't get Ahsoka helping with the rebellion later on. We don't get that moment. We don't get her, now Holly knows, going out looking for Ezra Bridger. Like, we don't we don't get that stuff. Um, so it's, it's, it's amazing how much of an impact, and that's what I think kids are taking, how much of an impact that friendship and, and those people that stand by you can have in really dark moments. And I think it's a beautiful, beautiful message. So, and also, like... Yeah if you're thinking in terms of a role model for good leadership, mm -hmm. I mean, I think Ahsoka is a great role Palpatine. model. For, uh, no. no. Oh, oh, crap. Yeah. Different pages, I guess. <laughs> but Different is, books. I mean, there's a, there, there's an argument there, but go ahead. This know. is awkward. <laughs> um, but Ahsoka is such a powerful role model for, you know, especially like young girls yeah. and being a good leader. And like you said, embracing that friendship, you can still be a good leader, but not necessarily lead with fear like we yeah. see Palpatine do and even I mean even a little bit in Mace Windu you kind of like yeah. don't respect his leadership skills the same way that you respect like Yoda or yeah. Ahsoka yeah. and I just think you see like so many different styles but ultimately like I don't want to say successful but yeah. some are just a little bit easier than others oh she's a fantastic role model it, it's kind of crazy to think like like i know i just think of ray when i think of strong you know female characters in star wars i've seen a direct impact on youngsters i remember going to the force awakens premiere and seeing all these youngsters dressed up as ray and they've never seen the movie they have no idea who this person is they just know that she's gonna be powerful and and she's going to be she's that luke skywalker she's that loyal you know person who's gonna you know bring you know justice to, to those who've been wrong they just know that ahsoka you know has been through a ride in, in star wars I, I like i said 2008 or seven or whatever it was walking out there like what the hell did i just see when i saw the movie who is the snips person like this is crazy it's 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 like 
every week, you know, Dave Filoni is saying, I told you this was going to pay off. I told you you're going to love this character. I told you there was a story to be told and we were going to see that progression. And it wasn't an immediate payoff, you know, like with Ray, people hadn't even seen the film. People mm-hmm. were dressing up as her. It's like, oh, now I get it. Now I understand. Now I know why I stuck by it. And I've been, I'm learning as I got, I've learned more now in these past few episodes about Clone Wars and the message that Dave Filoni is trying to get across than I have in six prior seasons. It's crazy because yeah. things got a little weird with season six and you probably had to be on some, you know, uh, something or other to understand what was going on. But uh, some greasy cookies, some, some greasy, greasy cookies, cookies. <laughs> listening to I, I that. I think synth. people believe there, there's where is the grease stain. I can't even read what the hell it is. <laughs> yeah, well, I, Michael, really I, I like cookies. that you highlight the, you know, the, the positive that's come out of the war in terms of the friendship and the connection that Ahsoka and Rex have in this moment. Yeah. And you know, to draw a parallel that's that's more recent than a century ago, uh, it, you, know, you talk about drawing, uh, you know, good things, positive, silver linings out of situations. I think there's a lot of that in our current uh, situation yeah. with sheltering in place, social distancing. Yeah. There's still people connecting in really meaningful ways despite that, and a lot of people are maybe more in touch with friends and families and they would be otherwise because it this the current situation of not being able to be together physically yeah highlights uh you know a lack of connection or a want of connection and so it makes people maybe be a little more proactive in reaching out like friends that i would talk to every several months or whatever now i'm talking to on a little more regular basis yeah uh, during these times you know just it kind of prompts you to look for those those positive things when you're going through a more difficult time. Uh, so that's you know another parallel to our own experience that 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 this highlights. And I want to touch back real quick on uh, the stuff you're talking about, Maul, about him relishing mm. uh, Palpatine's brilliance in the, in the plan. It it <laughs> I like felt like Maul was me. <laughs> defending the prequels for so long because <laughs> I yeah I've always loved them and for the longest time people just dismissed them largely or a large portion of people dismissed them uh, because of Jar Jar Binks because of the Padme Anakin romance mm-hmm. being awkward and weird uh, and things like that but I always said if you can if those things really bother you look past them to see this this crazy plot that's unfolding before you where this puppet master is playing all yeah. sides yep. and, and, and creating the scenario to allow him to continually gain power and rise to be the emperor. I think that that story, that plot is, is brilliant and I love it. And so I would always try to get people to look more at that if, if they didn't like the other aspects of the prequels. So I, I felt uh, a kinship with Maul there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I. Yeah, more common. Well, I just want to say, I mean, speaking of isolation, can we all just know. like people think they got it bad right now? Holly says, "Oh no," she's like, "What's? <laughs> you never know what's going to come out of his mouth." <laughs> Phrasing, but it, we all think we have it rough right now. Can I? Can we just you know call it what it is? Obi Wan and and Yoda are the isolation 
co-champions, okay? <laughs> if we're being honest. Co-champions. Do you want to be stranded in isolation on Dagobah with snakes and disgusting creatures and a dark force? No, I wouldn't want to. Why do you think he went a little nutty, right? We all were like, this is something. You know, we need. He went a little crazy. He is one of the, the a co-isolation champion along with Obi-Wan. We, we don't even know yet what Obi-Wan went through. We're going to find they out. They both went a little, well. He went, Obi-Wan <laughs> had allegedly some moments. went a little nutty. I mean, you don't, yeah, we all know he went a little nutty, but yeah. I don't know. Would you rather be in isolation than Dagobah or Tatooine? I don't know. Well, I hate sand, you know, like okay, our, our chosen one here, but uh, it's coarse and it gets everywhere. But I also hate snakes and I hate snakes more. <laughs> so I would probably rather be standed, uh, stranded on Tatooine, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, uh, I don't agree. Right. You don't agree? I you, think you I would hang out with the mm-hmm. wildlife and, and all the, and in the dark side? Catch me in the jungle, in isolated. In the caves. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean that, that 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 is a dark cave. That is canon. That is, Luke went into that dark cave. All right, um, I got a little sidetracked because I had to make the joke, guys. Sometimes you have to divert the conversation to go for the joke. Um, going past the grease He's got notes, extensive notes here. So, uh, so, what I loved here is is you know, and I we mentioned this like, Ahsoka. It does everything she can <laughs> to, to deflect bolts away from she doesn't want to hurt the clones. She, they don't they don't understand what's going on, but seeks the help of the droids. The droids help save the day. You know, we've been kind of lacking droids here for a while. It's been a lot about the mandos and jetpacks, and yeah, that's cool. But never underestimate a droid. That's what Princess Leia said. Apparently the droids didn't get order 66. Their chips, you know, weren't turned. So no, I thought <laughs> their chips weren't turned. That's a meme, Turn. probably. Turn right down for what? That's right. These droids be turned. <laughs> the droids are like, doo, 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 doo. their hands are little up lights flashing, spinning YouTube. around in circles. But right, so she seeks out the droids for help. Guys, I need your help. What the hell is going on here? Um, and she gets into that database and and, and finds uh, Rex's notes. And and I I want to dig into this some more because there's some interesting stuff there in that file. A character that looks like something out of the High Republic. Um, I'm curious to see what it is, what people are going to talk about. Wait, but yeah. just just to be certain, Luke, did you yeah. recognize the woman that was in the database, or is this a new Check character? your database, Luke. Beep, 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 beep. Just thought we'd run when past the When they were going over the, the fives information? Yeah. Yeah. Which woman are we talking about? There, she oh, had a really this. big glowing hair, and it was it was cool. We'll have to take a screenshot and show you. But. Oh, that's the, that's the Jedi in the fives arc. Um, one of the twin oh. sisters at the beginning of the episode. See, I need to go back and watch oh. this. I haven't yeah. seen it. She it's looked not a new familiar. Character, no, it's, um, Damn. It's one of the Jedi that's on the battle that, that kicks the whole arc off. With okay. Fives discovering the chip. That's where I recognize it then. See, this is why um, I asked Luke. Fair. Yeah, they're, fair. They're, they're twin sisters, and they have the, like the tentacle hair that kind of mm-hmm. flows behind yeah. them, and they have funny names, like one's Tiplar and Tiplay or something. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I just right. watched the episode earlier today. Good call. Dang, I wish I would have done the same. But that's okay. Um, so she gets the you know the help from the droids, and she wants to save Rex. I think that's amazing. I, I there's a mo- and it's it's very similar to you know she's in a perilous situation. She's on a ship with a bunch of enemy and Maul. <laughs> Anakin at the beginning, of, you know, Revenge of the Sith. They're in the middle of the Battle of Coruscant. And there's just one clone that's getting, you know, fired out from behind. He's like, I'm going to go help him. And Obi-Wan's like, no, do your duty. 
He was going to go out of his way to help this clone. It's just, it's just yet another connection, another echo of, of how similar they are and how much she's learned from him going out of her way to save her friend. Yeah, she needs him to try to get out of that situation, but you know what? She probably could have found an escape pod and got out of there and said, ah, he's all lost, but there was something there. He was fighting through in that moment, and, and she knew she needed to figure out what was going on because she's got to save him. Um, I thought that was super cool, and the well, way they kinda, captured him was amazing. Yeah, he kind of asked her for help when he said, yeah. like, find fives. Find fives. Find him. That's, that's exactly how it went, yeah. Stuttering <laughs> all. Um, but in that moment, okay, so she's got... We got to talk about this because I got to make sense of this. She's got him there on the medical table, right? And they can't find the chip and she uses the force and starts saying a familiar saying that we know from Rogue One. The second Rogue One echo, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm one with the force. The force is with me. And Rex starts repeating it. Luke, were you making any connections there? Is there something? I mean, I have not had much time to think about this or what we could, what it is. Is it just, it is what it is. And they put a reference in there and it's her kind of trying to, to reach through to him and say, Rex, are you there? Like, you know, we're all the force. Like, I'm going to find you. Like, what, what should we take from that moment? I really enjoyed the use of that uh, incantation that we know Charit loved to say yeah. in 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 Rogue One. I, I joked <laughs> the uh, Rogue One came out when my wife was pregnant with my son, and it's the only uh, it's the only Disney era Star Wars she's seen in the theaters. We went. Um, she was like f- five months pregnant with my son, and uh, you know we see the movie and there's the 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 prayer phrase chant of i'm one with the force the force is with me and i told her i was gonna you know use that during labor uh, <laughs> that chant for <laughs> i can't remember if i said i think i said it a little bit oh that's amazing, uh, amazing. at the hospital too um so that that's what i always think of that little uh, anecdote when i i think of that um but i i like the connection i love how dialed in feloni is with with all things star wars and to weave we have a moment like that in here. Mm. You know, we, we've had the little uh, canon touch points with Dryden Voss's image in the last episode mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, so I, yeah, I thought it was really great to, to pull that in, that somebody could use that in a moment, uh, a dire situation, yeah, to center themselves and, and to solve a problem like Charit does in Rogue One to help, yeah. uh, you know, get to that, but like button he's got to hit or whatever to you know yeah <laughs> help the transmission go out uh so i i thought that was a powerful use uh, in a callback to pull something in like that uh and, and i love how semi-conscious rex joins in with yeah him, that that he, ahsoka's reaching him through the force and he's feeling it too and, and joining in uh i thought that was a, a great great use of that mm-hmm. other yeah. than you know the the labor you know delivery. <laughs> well michael you did yeah. say that ahsoka and rex are connected through the force so yeah. i kind of feel like that is it is it it directly reflects what you were thinking because yeah. like i mean they're they're both so dialed into each other through the force that yeah. he's gonna echo her saying that you know what gets me though is Come that on. in rogue one 
I kind of feel like Chirrut is kind of played up to be like just this crazy blind man who doesn't know what he's talking about. And he just says yeah. the same thing over and over again. Oh my God, like get him to shut up. I kind of feel like is the attitude in the beginning that, that they have Baze, I guess yeah. has about him. I mean, obviously they're friends, so he's not, but Absolutely. you know what I'm saying? Like they kind of use him saying that to kind of make him seem a little bit crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but then we see Ahsoka use it in this episode, and it has the opposite effect. You're uh-huh. like, this is such a powerful thing for her to be saying in this yeah. moment. But I feel like until that scene that Luke referenced, um, where Chirrut kind of goes out mm-hmm. um, into like the gunfight and stuff, saying yeah. that, I feel like you're just kind of like, oh my god, he's just rambling. He's just this crazy person. Yeah. It almost validates what he was doing, right? Yeah. Because both Bays and and Sheard are, are are members of, of of the Guardians, right? But <laughs> the Guardians, I, not of the galaxy, okay, of the Wills, different property. I mean, but still, both equally cool in the galaxy. In it, probably the in the galaxy? same. I think so, <laughs> you know. But that's just me. Um, but it almost validates what what Sheard was doing. You know, Bays does kind of roll his eyes. Oh, you know, when they're locked up, he's. He, He's praying like he, it's almost like he doesn't take it too seriously. But like Luke said, it almost seems like it's kind of this when you're in over your head and you don't quite understand what's going on. It's almost like a meditative state where you are, like Luke said, kind of getting yourself back to zero to be able to think clearly about what needs to happen next. And it's almost like Ahsoka doesn't understand what's going on. Rex is fighting all these things. So they both just need to get back to zero, which is each other. And that's going to light the way. And that's almost, it almost validates for me. Cheer it using what he's probably read in the old Jedi scripture. Amen. <laughs> probably using what he's read and maybe not being able to tap into the force as much, but is it is, it's in us all. It binds us. It penetrates us sometimes, mm-hmm. Holly. Preach, Brother Michael. Preach. Come on. I'm going to get up on that pulpit now. There you go. Uh, put your hand on the scripture. So uh, to me, it's almost validating what he was doing and that this is something the Jedi were trained to do. I, I Maybe that's incorrect. I don't know. It seems like it's something like legitimate that we're going to see canonized. And that's, that is like Luke said, they get back to zero. I'm way out of my league. I'm out of my head. What, what needs to be done in this moment to overcome? Ah, there it is. And they see the way. It's crazy. It's so crazy. I love the echoes, the callbacks. It it it, it just it makes so much sense now. A situation, you know, why is Jared doing this? Ah, I get it now. I get it now. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um Yeah, that was a good moment. Such I, I a good that. moment. Um, you know, so it, it Rex snaps out of it and he doesn't hesitate to shoot his brothers. Got to in the moment, right? Um, that was another moment. Ahsoka just Dodging bullets, just, you know, it's just so masterful with those sabers after not having them for a while. Um, but it's just, it's so great. It's so cinematic, too, like Luke was saying. It just, it just, it felt like Star Wars. And, and, and she doesn't want to kill him, but Rex comes in, he's got to do it. And then that's where we leave off. I was very surprised that's the moment where we're leaving off there. I thought there'd be a little more, but like, what's to come? I, Luke, I got to know what, what's, Next, one episode to go in Star Wars, The Clone Wars, ever. There's no season eight. There's no season nine. This is it. There's no more story to tell. Yeah, that's got my mind racing. One quick callback 
to the droids that we yeah. we didn't get to yet. I want to know Holly's opinion on uh, mm. the sort of chopper esque droid because at this point yes. I think Holly's you know a bigger Rebels fan than Clone Wars. Yeah. And I hope <laughs> as big a lover of, of Chopper as I am. So Love Chopper. I, despite all the seriousness and heaviness and drama of this episode, yeah. I love that they still snuck in some comedic elements with this droid uh, exhibiting the characteristics and personality of Chopper down to the little uh, port that yeah. he sticks out yeah. to access you know, the droid ports like they always do. Yeah. I immediately... Um, I saw it's a, it was the same shape as Chopper's, is, which is like different than the one you always see R2 use. Yeah. And, and the the way it was speaking just like Chopper, mm-hmm. I got a little kick out of that. I wonder oh. if Holly did. Yeah, no, I, yes. yeah. I love that because one of the things that I love about Chopper, besides him being his super charisma. sassy. Yeah. Oh, yes, his that charisma, too. yes. Yeah. I just like, Chopper is such a funny character. And I think that they use that really well. And I really like seeing that happen like during the scene, because I mean, sometimes you really do need that like comedic relief to happen, especially when it's a serious and it's still star Wars. Like I understand that you don't always come to star Wars just for like the humor, but I feel like that's what the droids are kind of there to provide technical help to our friends and also comedy for us. Um, but I just, I do, I did pick up that he kind of like talked like Chopper. And that's Ooh. one of the things that I was saying that I like the most about Chopper is that you can kind of understand what he's saying, yeah. even though he's not like speaking English, so yeah. to speak. And Basic, so, but yeah. Well, English, to yeah. us. Well, yeah, no, I just, I just needed to, yeah, yeah, just to correct you there. Sorry about that. Thank right. you. But yeah, I love so. the droids. The droids definitely saved the day. I just, it doesn't really feel like Star Wars without the droids. And I know the yes. droids were not like a big part of this season. So it was really nice to see the droids and Ahsoka's droid also. But yeah. I just like, I feel like we needed the droids. Absolutely. They were lacking. And so it's, it made sense for them to come in. And then Ahsoka doesn't know either. They could all come up and just zap her and stun her. Like, who knows? But she's has faith that they're on her side and they'll recognize mm-hmm. a, a familiar face. I and do like when they all like, she, she like, tur- who's her dro- R7, R7, she like, turns R7 on, right? And then, like, all the other ones kind of, like, light up and start spinning around <laughs> yeah. and, like, talking to her. What's going on? How can I and help? she's How just like, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just had to hear Holly, Holly's thoughts on that. Uh, so back to your question about, uh, yeah, what, what are we going to get in this, this final episode? Uh, like I said, I really want to see them actually get to Coruscant and maybe deal with what's going on there, see the the temple's burning, maybe get, uh, you know, think about what else is going on in Revenge of Sith at this time. Yeah. Obi-Wan and Yoda make their way back to the temple after, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff starts to go down to, to put out the message to warn yeah. other Jedi to, you know, stay away, go into hiding, lay low. So I think we'll probably see that maybe Ahsoka received that message. I think that would mm. be another nice touch point. Okay. Where are we in revenge of the Sith timeline now? Yeah. Here we are. Uh, other than that, gosh, I hope, I hope there is some interaction that maybe Ahsoka has with somebody, her potentially learning a little bit about what's going on with Anakin. Yeah. Uh, and realizing Maul's premonition is, is coming true. Although, again, hearkening back to Rebels, they have to be kind of careful with that yeah. 
because it's a shock yeah. to Ahsoka that yeah. Vader is Anakin and that, that revelation and that discovery. So they kind of, it would be great to have the emotional impact of that scene and see what happens and see how it plays out in, in this episode. But at the same time, not maybe overwriting the rebel story yeah. in, in the canon, uh, which I think they can do and they can play with because, you know, in many ways, Vader is a separate entity mm-hmm. from Anakin or exactly. she might have, she might learn things about Anakin that she doesn't immediately think, Oh, and, and then he became Vader. There's not like a straight line from what she discovers and is revealed to her to, to that. So I, I think they could still kind of preserve that bit of the rebels story, uh, but have some powerful moments where, where maybe she, she learns things that are, are really troubling about what's going on with Anakin. Yeah. Or maybe she just thinks that he's like, like he's passed. Like he didn't survive this purge that she finds out about, but she, you'd have to be careful. Like you said, she can't have too many communications because when Yoda and Obi-Wan go to the temple and look at the arc, uh, the, 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 the hollow vids, they see Anakin doing it. So if she contact there, you don't understand Anakin's turn. Like you're right. They, they, that's not that, that can't happen because she, it, like, like Luke said is it's, she's very upset to learn that. No, that mm-hmm. couldn't, it's almost like she just sent like, why am I sensing Anakin? He's gone. So I, it's, I don't know. And maybe Obi-Wan and Yoda can't risk a transmission to her personally because, um, you know, of, of, of her getting found out or, or something. I don't, I don't know. Or give away their position, but I don't know. Uh, or they yeah. could try to reach her, but she is not in a place where she can be contacted. Yeah. I think that we're going to see her sense Anakin passing yeah, and have that emotional moment. Um, but maybe, that is how she kind of like dispels um, Darth Maul's vision yeah. by being like, well, this can't be true because of I, it wasn't I true. felt him go. Well, and it's, that's what she tells Ezra, right? About Maul, like he can't be trusted. Like maybe she just says, yeah, you were right. Something crappy happened. Well, Nanakin. But I think, pass. I think that we're going to have to see another interaction between Maul and Ahsoka because oh, yeah. before I was like, well, I mean, how is this going to end? Well, maybe they get to Coruscant or maybe they don't even get to Coruscant. Maybe they don't even make it there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and Maul just like sneaks off, you know, slinks back to his cave, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think that maybe we will see another interaction between them just based on what I know from Rebels and how like, yes, she warns Ezra that, mm-hmm. but it's not her focus isn't on like how big of a threat Maul is and he needs to be taken down. Mm-hmm. So like, I think they must have some other interaction in between here. And then that kind of makes her be like, I mean, he's a pain in the ass, but like, yeah, he's on hit. He's doing his own thing and it doesn't, yeah. it's not going to take down like the galaxy or. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm totally, I, I'm, I'm kind of on board with you there. And I, I feel like, just though when I think that things are just going to kind of play out and, and Maul's just going to kind of leave and that's going to be kind of it, they write a more interesting story. They make it much more complicated. It's like, oh, my God, that just makes things way more complicated. And now there's just all these other things at play that I didn't think would even be at play, um, like his you know, capture. I did not see things going that way. So it's – I don't know what to expect. This is This is so, you know – 
the story is so unwritten here. Like we all had an idea, like we talked about in the beginning, where we're going. We know who survives. Generally, you could kind of explain what's going to happen. But here, we know they survive, but how do they do it? Yeah. What we do, I saw in the group, one of our Australian viewers was like. Not talking about me, are you? Oh, crap. Was it you? I don't know. That felt. British though now yeah, it's no, I, they interchanged. Sorry, just yeah. I'm going you're so flip floppy. Uh, I um, I don't know. He like posted in the group something about like how the episode was already released and he already got to watch it. Yeah, so they're ahead. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and yeah. he knows what happens, and oh, he's like, I will not tell anybody, but you gosh. will not be disappointed. Yeah, basically, hold yeah. on to your butts. Let's tomorrow in Australia. Oh, seriously, he's I in know. the future. He's sending us, you know. Did did he go to the, the, the portal? How did he get back? I don't know. Take me with you. <laughs> I need to know what happens. <laughs> back to the future. Back to the future. No, it's it's great because Holly just wrapped up Rebel. She knows exactly what happens at the end of it. I know some of you guys listening haven't. Uh, we won't say any more than we have. but Until we do our Rebels recap. Holly, I just got to know that you, there's so much happening for you right now in your Star Wars existence. My Star Wars journey. Your journey, yeah. Like, all of these things are happening. Like, Rebels was very emotional. Now, you know, you love Ahsoka. Dare I say you love Maul now. Clone Wars is coming to an end. How are you feeling right now? Um... Ask me tomorrow. Ask you tomorrow. <laughs> Luke, how, how are you feeling with all of this? Is it's it's it sinking in? Or are you just thinking, ah, we got a season eight coming? I'm sure something else will happen, right? Yeah, I don't think it's hit me that it's supposedly coming to an end. I think I'm definitely going to rewatch this arc from start to finish when it, mm -hmm. when it when it's in its entirety just to mm. experience it that way. And there's there's always so much Star Wars out there, like like you said, we're all on this this journey, and there's there's so many avenues to go down. It it's great all this talk of you know Revenge of the Sith in this time period in Clone Wars and Anakin's turn and how does it happen and what's the result. Mm. I'm reading through the uh, the second Vader comic line right now, which deals with the moment basically immediately after Revenge of the Sith mm. uh, and him, you know, dealing with his new role and his new body and the armor and, and everything and his relationship with now his, his Sith master. So that's, it's a really great time to be reading that at, on the back of, of this stuff. Mm. So there's, and then there's books coming out. And so there's always like, there's always so much there. You're never going to uh, go hungry for, for mm -hmm. star Wars content in some manner or another. So I never really think about endings anymore because there's always, Mm. another layer another something to to dive into in this in this canon and in this world uh so it endings there is no ending it goes on and on oh so does the force it wow. you know even in passing it'll be with you always always it's crazy <laughs> holly it's not every day that you get to have a star wars talk with seth david uh, you know, uh, AKA Luke Elder here <laughs> with us, uh, bringing in some knowledge, dropping some knowledge. I think him and Seth probably see eye to eye a lot on the galaxy, our existence. You know, he's an optimist. I feel like Seth David's a big optimist. Mm -hmm. So, um, I feel like he is speaking for Seth David. If Seth David were to talk about star Wars, which he probably doesn't, but 
Maybe we should ask him. him. I mean, we would tweet at him and I say, mean, hey, let's tweet at him. we found your doppelganger. Do you agree? Like, let's talk about Star Wars. I mean, I think that he would be down. What else does he have to do right now yeah. except for write some songs? You don't have to tour. That's Instagram for sure. Shows. Yeah. If people don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about the Avett Brothers. We're huge fans. This entire podcast yeah. is a huge Avett Brothers fan podcast. That's what it is. Flying the Star Wars all. stuff is a rouge. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? I wish I could pull off the North Carolina accent for your... Uh, Give it a shot for our listeners, watch, Luke. I feel like it's there. Come watch on. Watch their documentary. Oh, may it last. Jeez. It's very it's, good. Also, it's directed by... Judd Apatow, and I am obsessed with him. Who also wrote a great series on Netflix called Love. Holly, I could go on for days about the interconnected world that we live in. Flying Casual, a Judd Apatow podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I would take Judd Apatow on this podcast. I'd oh, let him produce great. it, direct it, whatever he wants Let's to do. Let's get Leslie Mann on as well, and it, they're okay. just like power couple. Let's go. I feel like it's all connected. The, the world the is connected. The force is bringing us all together. Now, I'm not saying that Seth David's going to be on the next live episode, but who knows, he Holly? Might. Who knows? Maybe Seth David will call in to the live podcast. That would be wonderful. Folks, that's a brilliant transition, you know, from myself there. I'll take credit for that one. I'm just kidding. Congratulations. I'm being humble. I said I was your humble host. That was not humble. That was not humble at all. But uh, we do have a lot. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while since we've done a live podcast. I will say that, and I'm sorry for that, but those are a lot of fun. I love interacting with everyone during the cast, and, you know, we, we need to do it more often. I think this is the point where we're going to start doing it a lot more often. So, What else do we have to do? What else do we have to do? We have to tour, that's for sure. That's Flying for sure. casual on the road, that, you know, that can't kick off just go, yet. Go casual, go. How many more excuses can I make for the podcast not going international? The number is infinite. I know. But, you know, we do. We're having a live podcast tomorrow night May the 4th of 2020. Um, so no, if you're listening to this two years from now, you know, it's not, you know, May the 4th, 2022. May the 4th, 2020. Um, it's Star Wars Day. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I guess I have to work. There's that. I'm going to try to see if I can buy some figures online. If that's even a thing, we're going to find out. Drink but some blue milk. Drink some blue milk. There's a couple of cocktails and some blue milk ingredients uh, recipes on the group right now mm -hmm. i think wade and tiffany posted some stuff in there so make yourself a beverage for tomorrow all of the above yeah have it ready in hand just double fist a milkshake a cocktail what could go wrong i've done it and it's disgusting Ew. yeah it's kind of like a white russian right am i like right a, like a boozy milkshake uh yeah well, i don't think a white i mean this white russian was coming out of a I don't even know. It was a disgusting, you know, container at a college party. It was mm -hmm. terrible. Just to be yeah. sure, the the blue milkshake isn't a white like, Russian. A white Russian <laughs> it might be, and I it's don't not know. a white Russian dyed know. blue with some blue liquor. I would be out if it was. That's gross. Yeah, that is disgusting. But what I was saying, and I got off on a rant, was oh. you know, at 9 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night on our YouTube channel, we're going to be talking about the series finale of Clone Wars. Uh, this is the final episode. We were a little mistaken thinking it was Friday. It is this Monday. Um, so make sure if you're going to join the chat, you go watch that. Apparently, a lot of our international folks have already watched it and have been gracious enough not to spoil it but make sure you watch that before tomorrow's episode at nine um because there's gonna be a lot of spoiling going on tears will be shed tears will be shed um so if, if if this you know if we didn't break it down enough here i mean tomorrow just 10 times we're just gonna be talking about all of clone wars what it's meant to us you know where i don't know i don't know what dave has in store for us oh dave oh dave classic dave Ish. 
Um, but check that out, guys. Um, get on the YouTubes. Go on and like that video once it gets up. And subscribe to that uh, that page. I, I will also plug something else. The first Trivia Trials, Holly, are now on the YouTubes. And uh, they were a lot of fun. They were so much fun. So much fun. Um, it took a long time to edit that puppy. But uh, Brent and Jory were amazing in that so episode. Great. I will not spoil it. But take an hour and go watch that thing. It was so much fun. Um, and I, I, we're just going to keep doing more. It's going to be great. Um, so expect that in the future, but go check that out, but do not miss us. 9 PM Eastern standard on the YouTubes. Um, anyone have any, you know, further clone wars, closing remarks, closing remarks, any, I don't. Any updates <laughs> on the book club? I don't know. I was, I I'll announce when we're going to do the book club conversation. Okay. Not right now. Not right. It's, the announcement's not <laughs> happening right it's now. It's not. This is not the time for the announcement. Okay. Luke, any plugs, any further comments, uh, anything else? No, just enjoy yourselves out there. Stay safe. Stay sane. Gosh, stay safe and stay sane, and Holly. stay six feet apart. Stay six feet apart. It's, it's Star Wars Day tomorrow, or is it today? Not quite. We're not quite there, but... Guys, have yourself a Bud Light Orange. I've got plenty <laughs> stocked in the fridge for tomorrow night. We'll see you then. Peace.